Thank you, Lord. have your Bibles this morning, turn with me to the Gospel of Luke, second chapter. I want you to get there, say amen. going to be looking at two passages in the second chapter, two verses, should I say, in this second passage. Second chapter. First, let us go before heaven. Dear eternal God, our Father, we come to you this morning, God. We thank you for your word, God. We thank you for this Mother's Day, God, that you allowed us to be here once again, Father Lord, to celebrate these great women, Heavenly Father Lord, that you have blessed us with, Father. We thank you for your word, God, and we pray that we will be strengthened, that we will be encouraged by the preaching of your word, God. We ask this now in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. In the name of heart, say amen. amen. Let me read two verses, if, you, if I would, if you allow me. Verse number 19. And it reads, but Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Verse 51. And it reads, then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And for a few moments, I'd like to preach from this thought. What's in the mother's heart? What's in the mother's heart? Mothers are unique. It goes without saying. Out of the eight billion people on this earth, two billion of them are mothers. God has entrusted you. He has blessed you. He has gifted you with the nurture and the nature of raising children. And understand that you're not doing it all by yourself. At least you shouldn't be. Because the Lord put husband and wife together that they might be able to come together and to raise children. But understand that throughout the history of the world, the bulk of the responsibility when it comes to nurturing falls on the mother. The Bible tells us that we are to obey the commands of our fathers and the instructions of our mothers. It's usually mothers that teach us good manners, teach us how to conduct ourselves outside of the household. One of the last things that you wanted to do was embarrass mama, at least in our household. Don't you get out in public and act a fool because mama was the type of person that will beat you right where you were at. She didn't care about nobody taking, calling the police or, 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 or taking her to jail or anything. She got you right where you did it at. 
And I'm grateful for that. I'm thankful for that. Mothers are critical. We could not have a society without mothers. Mothers are needful. Because if you're doing it right, if you're mothering the correct way, as the proverb said, your children will grow up and to call you blessed. And the reason why we can call them blessed is because we have been blessed by their presence in our lives. And I don't know about you, but I, I, I was blessed by having a good, godly, praying mother. But understand that she's not the only one that mothered me. There were other people that are in this church that mothered me. In other words, mothering someone does not need to be, have a blood relationship to them. Because out of those two billion mothers that are in the world today, it really falls short. Because there are other women that have stepped up and mothered in areas that the, the biological mother perhaps could not or would not do. And so we want to honor them as well today. Those ones that don't necessarily have the title of mother, don't have the position of mother, but yet still mother other young ladies and young men. Because it's needful today. Our world is in a horrible state. And our society is in a horrible condition. And it's going to take God working through the lives of mothers, giving them everything that they need that we might be able to right this ship in which we're on. Because there's some bad things that are going on today, and a lot of them because people have mother and daddy issues. And there's enough mothers here in this church to mother a community. When we look at the Bible, and we look at the great mothers throughout the Bible, you can't help but start with Eve. Because Eve was the mother of all humanity. It was Eve that said in, that when she had a child, when she had Cain, she said, I have received a man from the Lord. And most scholars believe that, that, that Eve was thinking that maybe Cain would be the Messiah. Was she sorely mistaken? But then we look at Sarah, who could not give birth for years and years, who had prayed and had hoped that God would give her a child. And God did bless her with a child. She gave birth to Isaac, who gave birth to Jacob. Well, he had Jacob. He didn't give birth to him. which ushered in the children of Israel and the Jewish nation. That's important. That's an important position for her. And she is to be honored for it. And then there's Hannah, who was known for her faithfulness to God, her love for God, but again was barren and could not bear children. And one day as she was in the temple praying and asking God for a child, God heard her cry. 
And she made the promise that if you give me a child, I will give him back to you. And the reality of it is, that the mother, that when we're raising our children, we need to understand that we're raising them that we might be able to give them back to God. And in order for us to do that, we must raise them in the nurture and the admonition of God. We must raise them according to God's word and God's standards. And so, mother, I encourage you that you learn as much as you can about what the Bible says about rearing and rearing children. Listen to what thus says the Lord. Because if you get your opinions from other folk, you'll be all messed up. You really can't even, you really can't even, even trust the psychology experts and what they say about rearing children. But it takes good godly women who are praying, who know how to pray. Hannah was a praying woman. And so God gave her a son by the name of Samuel. And Samuel would grow up to be one of the greatest prophets as well as judges in all of Israel's history. And then there is one that is really the, most people don't know who she is. Her name is Jehoshaphat. Most of y'all don't know who Jehoshaphat is. But Jehoshaphat was the mother of Moses, the deliverer of Israel. It was Jehoshaphat who hid Moses when, when Pharaoh was trying to kill all the babies. She hid him for four months until she could not hide him anymore. And she prepared a basket for him. Put him in the basket and sent him down the Nile River. And it preserved his life. Moses grew up the next 40 years raised in Pharaoh's household. He was called the son of Pharaoh. He was next in line to take over Egypt until he decided that he wanted to murder someone and had to run for his life. Moses went on another 40 years in the wilderness on the backside of the mountain, raising sheep, tending sheep, a farmer, until God called him to deliver his people out of Egypt. That's Jehoshaphat. Understand that all of these, these people, all the great things that are happening in this world today were the result of great women who obeyed God, who listened to God, who did what God told them to do. But out of all of those mothers, perhaps one of the greatest mothers there is, is Mary. Now, I did not come here today to lift Mary up beyond where she should be lifted. Mary was just a woman. But she was a woman that had been favored by God. She was a woman that had been chosen to birth into this world, the savior of the world. And even though Mary birthed the Savior of the world into this world, she still needed a Savior. Another, understanding that, that, that Mary is not on par or online with God or Jesus at all. You need to understand that. She's still just a woman. She still needed salvation. She still needs to be saved. 
But I'm, I'm, I'm bothered by people who want to lift her up higher than she really deserves to be lifted. I'm, I'm bothered by people that call her the mother of God. Yes, she was the mother of Jesus Christ, but she is not the mother of God. She don't instruct God on anything. God is sovereign in who he is. He does what he wants to do when he wants to do it. Listen here. And he does not ask Mary's opinion for it. Never once do we see in scripture that, that God called Mary up and asked her anything. But she's still to be honored because she was highly favored. In, in, in our text today, we see, we, we see, we see Mary is, it, it really is in, in, in two different situations here. And she, she, she's pondering things or she's keeping things in our heart concerning her son, Jesus Christ. In verse 19, it says, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Well, what is she keeping in her heart? What is she pondering in her heart? Well, this, this first one really comes after such great news. Because if you, if you read the chapter, you'll see that, that, that we're right off the angels of God, worshiping the birth of Jesus Christ. Mary is celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. And it's the love that she has for this child that we really see in this text. The reality of it is we see it even beyond this text because Mary at the time of conception when, when, when uh, Gabriel came to her and told her that you will be with child, Mary was a virgin. This was an impossible task. But understand that all things are possible with Jesus Christ. You can understand that it took much love. For Mary to stay committed to God's plan. I, I can hear Mary say, wait, wait, wait. What are you talking about? I'm be with child. I've never been with a man. How am I supposed to explain this to my family? What, what, what am I supposed to say to Joseph? Joseph's going to think I've been creeping out on, on, on him. What, what, how, how am I supposed to explain this to him? These are all the things that are perhaps going through her mind. Listen here, but because of her love for God, before her, because of her love for this child that was being placed in her by the Holy Spirit, she said, whatever it is that you say that is going to come upon me, let it be so. And so now she has to explain this to not just her family, but she must explain it to her community. But understand that God has always got a ram in the bush because he, had, he gave Joseph a dream and told Joseph, hey, listen, she's, she's telling the truth. She is with child, and that child is by the Holy Spirit. And Mary loved Jesus. She loved the idea of being pregnant with the Savior of the world. And understand that she was committed to him and him alone. Because Mary was one of the few people that followed Jesus Christ all the way to the cross. 
She's one of the few people that did not abandon him and would not run away from him. She stayed right there with him regardless to what was going on. Even if it would cost her her life. And understand that that's the same nature that mothers have today because mothers today will give their lives for their children. Mothers today know how to get down on bending knees and know how to pray before the Lord. Mothers today know how to, 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 to keep their, 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 their children in prayer. And they never give up on their children. We have fathers that are dipping out Running out, not being around, absentee fathers. But it seems like God has given mothers something. Has given this, 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 this overwhelming love for their children. Give, give them this never say quit spirit when it comes to their children. Always praying for their children. Always protecting their children. Now understand, mother, sometimes you can get a little, go a little too far with that protection. So, so, sometimes that rascal needs to have something come upside his backside. Amen. I know I wouldn't give many of them. Amen. You see, because mothers know how to use discernment. I don't, I don't know about you, but, but, but mama knew when I was lying. She, she, she knew when I was, wasn't telling the truth. There was just something about her that she knew when, 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 when I was being less than honest with her. And she knew how to get the truth out of me as well. Because she had that discernment. She had that wisdom. It was the Lord that was in there. It was the Holy Spirit that gave her that. I thought she had eyes in the back of her mind. I thought she had planted cameras at school or something because mama always seemed to know what was going on. And God has given you that. This, this is a gift that God has given you. And understand that if you're doing it right, it'll be for the betterment of this society. Understand that when parents stop parenting, we're in a, we, we, we got a bad predicament there. That, that, that's the reality. That's what's wrong with our society is that they stop parenting. Your children are not your friends. It takes a strong, loving, godly woman to get every ounce of potential out of their children that they can. It takes, it takes your commitment. It takes your dedication. takes the Holy Spirit. The second episode where Mary ponders in her heart comes after her and Joseph made a bad choice, a bad decision. And that was not to check up on Jesus. Because this comes on the hill of Jesus being left back at the temple. And they had gone three days journey without him. Can you imagine that? Three days journey away. It's going to take you three days to get back. And all of a sudden, you, he's missing for six days. 
Just imagine yourself, a 12-year-old boy missing for, 12, for, for, for six days. What would that do to most mothers? I can, I can only imagine how Mary must have felt. I, I, I really, I, I, I can kind of identify with it because we left one of our children here at the church and both of us went home and he wasn't with us. So we can kind of feel, <laughs> know how it feels. He had to hitch a ride home <laughs> with one of the neighbors. <laughs> so I can understand Mary and Joseph how y'all made that mistake. Maybe you can't, but I can understand. But here they come, and it's Mary the one that speaks up. And she tells Jesus, don't you know we were worried about you? How could you do this? And Jesus answers her with this phrase. Didn't you know that I'd be about my father's business? Jesus spends three days sitting in the temple talking to the doctors and the scholars. And the Bible said that they were astounded by his answers. Listen, 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 this is amazing. This is amazing because I was, I was sharing with Brother Mike uh, about his daughters and how they read wonderfully up here uh, the announcement that one Sunday. And you see how amazed that we were at the way that they were able to read and articulate words. They said words that I was stumbling over. And I was sharing with him. I said, but that even pales to what Jesus did. Because Jesus was talking philosophical thoughts with these, these scholars and these teachers. He was telling them some things that they had not even considered at the age of 12. Why? Because he is the God-man. And he has knowledge of everything. There's nothing that he does not know. But yet again, you see Mary said that she kept these things in her heart. In other words, what she did is she, she reflected, and I understand that when we're talking about heart here, in the Greek, the Greek word is not just necessarily the emotional or the seat of the emotions, but it also involves the intellect. In other words, these were things that, that Mary was going to think about, that she was going to reflect on. In other words, Mama used to tell us that it's a good thing to build memories. And mothers, it's, it's a good thing for us to build memories with our children. Remember the times that you have, to, you have to chastise them. Remember their accomplishments. Remember the spankings that you had to give them. Remember the birthdays that you celebrated with them. Remember the graduations that they accomplished. The degrees that they obtained. But at the end of the day, never stop being mama. Never stop doing what God has called you to do as a mother. Because understand, even though they become 18 and become grown, they still need parents. I, I, I remember talking to a young lady on, at the job, uh, you know, and uh, she was having problems out of her son. And, and she, she would come to work and she would complain about this son. She would complain about, you know, what he was doing and this, that, and the other. And she was just determined that, you know, that, that, that when he turned 18, she was just going to cut him loose. And I was like, oh, no, 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 don't, don't, don't do that. 
You gonna cut him loose on society because you couldn't deal with him? No, you need to continue doing what you're doing, continue to, 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 to make sure you're nurturing him. Because you cut him loose and then we gonna have, we're, we're the ones that have to pay for it. Never stop parenting. Never give up on your children. Listen, I don't care how bad they get. I don't care how bad it gets. You keep on praying for them. You keep on loving them. You keep on going all the way with them, just like Mary went all the way with her son, Jesus the Christ. You don't have to deal with what Mary had to deal with. You, 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 you don't have to deal with the rumors and, and all of the things that people were saying about her son. You don't have to deal with that. You don't have to deal with, with them taking him, an innocent man, and beating him with the cat and nine tail. You don't have to. She watched this. You don't have to deal with that. But be encouraged anyway. Continue to love your children. Continue to do what you need to do to get them to where they need to be at. Why? Because that's what God has charged you to do. That's what he's given you. That's what he's blessed you with. There is something on the inside of you, and I don't really know what that something is, but there's something on the inside that gives you the tenacity and the stick to itness to do what God has told you to do. And if I could take it, package it up, and sell it, then I'd be a rich man. Because what you have is something special. And even if you don't have any children of your own, God has still gifted you with that same thing. You need to find somebody. There's some women that need, some young women that need nurturing, that need mentoring, that need mothering. And I'm glad that there were some women that mothered me, even on this list. I would not be where I am today in terms of my spiritual growth if it had not been for Mother Dorothy Twyman. Mother Dorothy Twyman is the one that came to our house and sat down and we had private Bible studies. Oh, how she blessed our entire household. Listen, it was, it was Mother Dorothy Twyman that put the fear of hell in my life. She let me know, if you don't get saved, you're going to hell. I bless God for her. I bless God for Mother Mary Jordan, whom I went to visit when she was sick. And she was more of a blessing to me than I was to her. Deacon Locke, remember, we left there with tears in our eyes. Because this woman was, was, was terminal, ill, with a terminal illness, was blessing us. It's people like that. It's people like Mother Alice Swift, who has been a blessing and a protector in my life. Because Mother Swift going to protect me. Amen, amen. And I thank God for her. Sometimes I have to pull her coattail a little bit and say, oh, hold on, mama. Don't pull your gun out just yet. <laughs> oh, hold up. But when my mother passed, she stepped in. And she didn't force her way in. She loved her way in. <laughs> to Mother Audrey Watson, who has been a tremendous blessing in my life.
always have been, always been a woman of excellence and elegance. I went to visit you and you blessed my heart. I just want you to know that. Mother Jackson, perhaps one of the sweetest women that I ever knew in my entire life. Just a sweetheart. Loved so many people. And I'm really, I'm, I'm telling you, I never heard her say a bad word about anybody. Just a wonderful soul. Mother Anna Sue Crowder. That was my road dog there. Amen. I used to go pick her up. They had meetings here, and I was working midnights, and I would go and pick her up. And I don't know if she ever drive, drove, but she, she always told me how to drive. <laughs> always telling me how to drive. But a wonderful woman who just loved people. This is what I'm talking about. This, this, this is what God has poured into these women. And the same thing that he poured into them, the same thing that he poured into these women in the Bible, he's poured into you. My question to you is, what will you do with it? What, what, what will you do with the wonderful gift that God has given you? How, how, how will you utilize that gift for God's glory? And understand this, there's a lot of people who have done some amazing things. Mother Thomas, tremendous blessing. We used to stay down the street from you. You was a tremendous blessing there. Mother Russell, the announcement clerk, the everything, you did it all. And God never stopped because I see that you're still trying to do my understanding, you're still on the bereavement committee. Amen, 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 amen. Listen, I, 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 do, I don't want to miss out on anybody. You know, if I, if I miss you, you know, charge it to my head and not my heart. You know, but I just need to recognize some things. I need you guys to understand what it really looks like to be a mother. Macedonia has been blessed with some great mothers, some great examples of motherhood. And all it does is it takes you to look at these women and to mimic what they're doing. But they've always served faithfully, not just their own children, but others as well. Mary went to the cross with Jesus. She was right there. This is a debt that must be paid. As a matter of fact, Mary needed it herself. And even as she suffered, as she watched how her son was arrested and brought up on trumped up charges, how he was beat and whipped, how they beat him with a cat and nine tails. She watched this. They led him from judgment hall to judgment hall and on up to Golgotha's hill where he stretched out his hands and he took nails in his hands for us. He took rivets in his feet for us. They pierced him in his side for us. They put a crown of thorns on his head for us. He died, was buried, and rose again on the third day for us. And he stood with all power is in his hand. He has all power. 
Power to save. Power to deliver. And he's sitting at the right hand side of the Father making intercession for you and for me. And if you would just put your faith in that, if you would just put your trust in that, the Bible said that you can be saved. And he's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. And all of this is derived and is necessary for a mother's heart. Reflecting on the things in which you know that God has brought you through. Please stand to your feet. The door to the church is open. Is there one?